Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Fabulous Hannah Watson from Take a Break Magazine. Hello, Hannah. Hi, Jill. How are you doing this week? I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you? I am good, thanks. I'm very, very well. We've just been discussing off-air what we would call our books. What would you call yours, Hannah? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I haven't had a chance to think about it, but I think your title was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that is to remain a secret or post-watershed. But uh, listen, it's great to have you on the programme. Have you been keeping well? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I went home to my parents' house up in the northeast at the weekend and saw my little nephew, who was adorable, and all of my school friends who all have babies and husbands and houses. Um, Obviously, I don't. So that was interesting. Oh, do you know something? You kind of get to that age, you know, we're we're still being asked, you know, are you thinking of starting a family? And I just think, you know, I'm 40. I'm a bit too selfish now. Um, mm. I like my own space. I love them until they start crying or poop their nappies. Um, you know, exactly. then I want to hand them back. So I, like them, yeah. I like that- them from the, the age of two or three onwards. Yeah, and that's the best thing about having a little nephew is that I get to go and sort of play with him, have fun, and then when he throws a tantrum, my sister has to deal with him. And he's currently been potty trained, so that's in- interesting. Well, do you know, um, <laughs> I've got it even better, Hannah. I've got, um, you know, my nieces and nephews on uh, Facebook, FaceTime, uh, oh. because they're they're abroad. So if they take a tantrum, all I need to do is say, oh, reception's getting really bad. <laughs> crackle, crackle. Yeah, exactly. going through a tunnel. <laughs> anyway, listen, it's great to have you on the programme. It really is. We've got a, a brand new story from the brand new issue of Take Break magazine it's fabulous as always and uh, it's thanks very much for cheating on me yep so this story is from a woman called lisa so lisa was sitting on the train one day um and when she suddenly locked eyes with a man across the carriage from her his eyes were dark brown and gorgeous and she stared at him for ages and then after a while he stood up and came and sat down next to her he said hello my name's chris She shook his hand. He was so warm and friendly and it only took them a few minutes to work out they had lots in common, including a passion for astrology. They chatted all the way back to London and when they got off the train, Chris asked her for her phone number. She wrote it down for him and gave him the piece of paper. I'll give you a ring, he said. There's no way he'll call me, she thought as she waved goodbye. But a few weeks later he rang and after that they spoke all the time. Months passed and their bond grew, but it wasn't until they'd been chatting for a year that they finally plucked up the courage to meet in person. By that time, they knew each other so well that things progressed quickly. And one night, Chris said, I've been meaning to tell you this. I once saw a tarot card reader, and she said I'd meet my soulmate on a train. Lisa's mouth dropped open, and she realised that from the beginning, she'd felt the same way about him. They moved in together, and she fell pregnant with their first child. Soon after their son, Matthew, was born, Chris and her were sitting in the living room when he said, Let's get married. We can be a proper family then. Lisa grinned. They couldn't afford a ring, but it didn't matter to her. They got married on a shoestring at the register office. She wore a black dress that she already had, and her sister made them a cake. She couldn't have been happier until a few days later when she found out she was pregnant again. When Anthony was born, she threw herself into looking after their boys. Chris worked long hours to support them, and he was often away overnight. When he came home, he'd go straight to bed. She knew how tired he was from work, but as the years passed, cracks began to appear and she became increasingly lonely. Then one night she woke up to find that Chris was missing from the bed. 
He must have gone to the loo, she thought, as she tried to fall asleep again. But then she heard whispering coming from the next room. It was Chris talking in hushed tones and she couldn't make out what he was saying. So she crept out of bed and walked into the hallway, only to find Chris quickly turning off his phone. Who was that, she said. Who are you talking to in the middle of the night? He looked sheepish and she could immediately tell that something was, something was up. Is there someone else, she said. He couldn't speak and instead slowly nodded. Then he said, I can't lie to you. There's a woman from work I've been seeing her when I've been away. It doesn't mean anything, it just happened. How long's it been going on, she said. Chris couldn't look at her. Three months, he said, bowing his head. I'm so sorry. She was heartbroken and the next day she threw him out. He didn't put up much of a fight. He left looking as devastated as she felt. What Chris had done was unforgivable. She was in shock that he could cheat on her, sneak around behind her back while she raised their children. She vowed never to let him back into her heart. But for the sake of the boys, she stayed on civil terms with him. She wanted them to have a good relationship with their dad. But inside she was crushed. She went ahead with the divorce on the grounds of Chris's adultery. He signed the papers without a fight and after a year she'd caught him out. The decree absolute landed on her doormat. Well, that's that then, she thought. But instead of feeling relief or a sense of closure, she was just hit with an unexpected wave of sadness. As she leafed through the papers, it all seemed so final. For six years, Chris had been the love of her life and her soulmate. They'd had two beautiful boys together and at one point their life had been perfect. Had she been too hasty? Should she have fought harder for her family? It all played on her mind. Then, to her surprise, Chris rang her that evening. So have you had your paperwork through, he asked. Yes, she said with a sigh. It's all done and dusted now, isn't it? I don't know how I feel about it, he replied. I suppose it's for the best. Yes, it is, she replied, but her stomach churned. She still couldn't shake the feeling that it was all a big mistake. Over the following few days, she thought about the divorce constantly. She turned it over and over in her mind until out of the blue, Chris rang and asked to go for a coffee. She said yes. If nothing else, he knew. she knew that he understood how she was feeling about their marriage been over. They met up later that day and as they chatted, it felt as though all the pressures that had weighed down on them during their marriage had disappeared. When he asked if they could meet up again, she agreed. In time, her and Chris started dating. The first time, their romance had been such a whirlwind, they'd hardly gone on any proper dates before she'd fallen pregnant. And with two small children, they'd forgotten to take care of their relationship, so it felt as though they were making up for lost time. Eventually, he moved back into the family home. The kids were older now, so they had more time for themselves. Years passed, and then one Christmas day, Chris handed her a box. Open it, he said. But the kids always go first, she replied. No, he said. It's your turn this year. She unwrapped it and opened the box, and then she couldn't believe her eyes. Will you marry me, Chris said, as he placed the dazzling diamond ring on her finger. Yes, she replied, giving him a huge hug. Seven years after, their first after the first proposal, it was happening for a second time, and now they could afford all the trimmings. So they booked a hotel for the ceremony, and she chose a beautiful white dress. They invited all their friends and family who were thrilled for them, and they also had a special request for the registrar. As he read out the vows, they couldn't hide their smiles. He said, do you take Chris to be your husband? Yes, she said, I do. And then he said, I now pronounce you husband and wife again. Getting divorced was the best thing that ever happened to them. It gave them the perspective they needed to save their relationship. And now Lisa is so glad to have remarried her husband. This time, she's never going to let him go. Oh, all's well that ends well, thank yeah. goodness. You know, I think we are all guilty, you know, when we're in kind of relationships, especially kind of long-term relationships of, you know, forgetting that, that yeah. you know, you need to keep each other 
interested and and keep yeah, that spice in the relationship mm. and you know make time for yourselves you know even if it's just going out for a coffee one night a week after work or going out for dinner something like that but you need to take time for yourselves so and I think getting complacent you just start to take the other person for granted and then that's when things start to go wrong well exactly exactly well do you know something I'm so glad it all ended happily for them both and uh, that uh, yeah let's hope let's know I hope it's not a case of a third time lucky for them (laughs) yes (laughs) Hannah listen it's great to speak to you today it really is thank you so much for joining us here on RNIB Connect Radio now obviously if anybody wants to get the new copy of Take a Break magazine it is out the brand new brand new copy will be out on Thursday so uh, you've still got time to get uh, this week's copy so do go out and get it if you can if you can and you want to take a look online have you got the web address? Yes, it's www.takeabreak.co.uk. Fantastic. Hannah Watson, feature writer for Take a Break magazine. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Morning Mix. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.